Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Loaded up today. On the menu, we've got decency in sports or the lack thereof. We have Burroughs Brilliance. We have steroids for everyone. Joe Buck will be live. Marshall Falk will be live. And the assembled members of the hashtag crew are ready to go. Let's do it. Here we go. Go, go. Only one place to start. All right. Our one place to start uh, this morning is going to be keeping Dan Graziano with us here. My buddy, my NFL insider extraordinaire off two hours of terrific conversation on Get Up, and he's here with the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise, and I want to get to the Brady stuff and the Super Bowl stuff in a minute. But for those of you who do watch our TV show in the morning, which would not include Bubba, who does not, um, (laughs) but for those of you who do, maybe the best thing we do is this head-to-head matchup that we have between Hembo and Graziano. We call it Sneaky Hembo, and Graziano is so good at answering trivia questions, it is remarkable. So we thought with Dan sticking around today, that Hembo would have a Super Bowl trivia question for Graziano. So the way we're going to do this is, he's going to ask the question. Mm -hmm. We'll let everybody listening have some time to think about it. We'll have a little bit of another conversation. And then before I let you go, Dan, we'll see if you can answer the question correctly. Sound fair? So you want to distract me while I'm thinking about the answer. Well, if you want to... That does sound fair. If you want to blurt out the answer immediately, I guess that's okay with me too. Hembo, what do you got? I need all the help I can get here. All right. You're so good at this, and you know more about the Super Bowl than... you're literally looking it up. Correct. So, okay. So, I just want to make sure this, everybody understands what's this going on. This has two answers. Okay. So, which team has the best, which would be in this case the largest, and worst, so in this case the smallest, scoring margin in Super Bowl history? So, I'm looking for the team. I'm looking for the team that has the highest and lowest point differential in the history of the Super Bowl. So, add up all their Super Bowls. Correct. Hmm. Not a okay. single Super Bowl. Add them okay. all up. All right. I'm and the get... lowest is a negative number? The lowest is a negative okay. number. I, I got it. I, I would assume you've got it. You think... No, I mean, I understand the You rules. understand the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. It's a good question. It's a little involved a little for bit. my taste. I mean, he's so good at the normal ones. No, I, get I, I now have to go to multiple I'm answers and multiple qualifiers. But we're asking mm-hmm. literally all millions right. of people listening to this show now to start thinking this through. And it's a complicated mm-hmm. question. It is. But I like it. So we'll come back to the answer in a few moments. In the meantime, time one of the options i would think for the team with the best scoring margin would be the new england patriots because they got into all these super bowls and tom brady kept winning them it was always close though they were always close and they did lose one once 46 to 10 before tom brady got there but that was my way of segueing us into brady so just when we thought we were done (laughs) he pulls us back in this is brady yesterday on his podcast called let's go in which he was asked, you know, are you definitely done? We're a week from his retirement, and he was being very honest with Jim Gray. You know, I'm just going to take things as they come. You know, I think that's the best way to put it, and I don't think anything never, you know, you never say never. And, you know, at the same time, I know that I'm very, I feel very good about my decision. So I don't know how it feels six months from now. It most likely won't, but, you know, I try to make the best possible decision I can in the moment, which I did this last week. And, again, I think it's, not looking to 
you know, reverse course. I'm definitely not looking to do that. Um, but in the same time, I think you have to be realistic that you never know what, what, what challenges there are going to be in life. And, um, again, I love playing. I'm looking forward to doing things other than playing. That's as honest as I can be with you there. All right. So he's being incredibly honest and I appreciate that from Brady. And here's what I think I hear Dan Graziano when I hear that most of the great ones have gone out because they can't do it anymore. Right. I remember John Elway's tearful press conference where he talked about just how beat up his body was. Peyton Manning, obviously one of the all-time greats. Brady's, you know, lifelong rival. Just couldn't do it anymore. Brady is coming off one of the best seasons in NFL history. What I hear there is a man who wants to continue playing, but recognizes that life, and in particular marriage and family, are, is a never-ending series of compromises. You know that. I know it. Hembo is just learning it early in his married life, and we do a lot of we have a lot of fun with that on the show sometimes. But you know, I've, I've been married almost twenty-five years. Life is a is a marriage is a series of compromise, uh, and and I think Tom Brady sounds to me like a man. This is not a criticism. This is this is meant to be a purely honest assessment. Who has become convinced that what is in the best interest of everyone around him is that he finally stopped doing this. But down deep in his own soul, really wants to continue. And I think he is recognizing that's going to be really hard for him when his body clock and everything else tells him it's time to get back to work doing this stuff that I've always done and there isn't any work to be done. That is my honest assessment of this. Now, whether that leads to him coming back or not, obviously I don't know because those compromises remain real, but I definitely don't think it's out of the question. Yeah, it's a sound theory. And I think when at the end when he says I'm being as honest as I can with you, I think what he's saying is like you, th- this was a look into my actual thought process right now, which is a conflicted one. He retired a week ago. His season ended, what, three weeks ago? Like, that's that's pretty close to the end of it. And it's not surprising that a guy, especially someone as competitive as him, uh, would be having, I don't want to say second thoughts, but just sort of, you know, having trouble letting go. And it may be that a month from now, five months from now, a year from now, he's totally fine. And he's a man at peace and he's doing whatever this next thing is. Or he's just Mr. Family Man. Uh, but I think in the back of his mind, he's thinking, wouldn't it be great if there's a if a, if if something a situation presented itself where it would make make sense for me to come back in, it's not as simple as a team calling in August and wanting him because there's a team right now that wants him in Tampa Bay that that's got to change its whole off season plan with him out. Uh, so it's a matter of all the circumstances that led to the decision of retiring resolving themselves to the point. And, and I, I mean, it may be that he has some notion in his head that that would happen and wouldn't it be cool. But uh, I, I do think it sounds like somebody who's wrestling with a decision that he made very recently. It is certainly very possible that my perspective on this is also skewed by the fact that I was there and watched Michael Jordan retire mm. not once, <laughs> but twice and come back and play. In one case, it took a year and a half. In the other case, it took longer than that, but I do not believe it's over. So we're going to get everybody on record. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. So here we go. I'm getting everyone on record, all the members of the hashtag crew, on the question of the day. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. Hashtag uh, Nuno, I will start with you. Very simple. Yes or no, will we ever see Tom Brady take another snap in the NFL again? We will for another team. 
For another two, yeah, fair enough. And it doesn't have to be this fall. It is it's, it's simply, will he ever play another down of professional football, yes or no? Nuno, you're on record as yes? Yes. Bubba, yes or no on Brady? <sighs> I'm going to go no. He's going no. See, what's frustrating about Bubba Graziano is yeah. that – it is. It was not a mystery that I was going to ask all of them this question, and so. But he's not ready with an answer. Do you know he, what I'm saying? Or else he's he's just playing to the camera. Yeah, it's one right? or the other. I mean, he, he could just be like he wanted to, <laughs> to to build the drama. Well, it is very good for our ratings. I'm told to have more of his face on camera because absolutely, it, it is a draw. So that's one vote for yes and one vote for no. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Do you watch the show Impractical Jokers? Yes. He looks exactly like you. I met one of those guys on a flight recently. Which one? Uh, uh, Joe. Okay, Joe. He's no yeah. longer in. Right. He, he I has found left that out Impractical after I met Jokers. Him and but if you if you know what Q <laughs> looks like, he looks exactly like Bubba. Bubba. That's that's Bubba, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what that's Brian Quinn looks good like. Call. But I I digress. We are one vote for yes, one vote for no. Hembo, yes or no? I vote yes. You believe he will play again? Yes, I've always felt that Brady was not going to retire willingly, like the way that it seems he has. I mm-hmm. always thought the game would sort of force him to do so. This always felt a little artificial to me. I'm going to say yes. Yep, me too. None of this has felt right. The Instagram posts mm. last week, that's not how a guy like him goes out. He doesn't go out On with an gram. Instagram post. Yeah, that's just, that just did, none of this mm-hmm. has felt right to me. So I will make this straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. It is three to one amongst mm. the hashtag crew. We believe that Tom Brady will come back and play again. It may not be this year. As crazy as it sounds, he might take a season off and come back at 46. I know it's far-fetched. Is he Satchel Paige? I I don't understand. (laughs) But anyone could do it. He could do it. Right? I mean, he's already done things that are impossible. He's done impossible things. I still think so much of his success is tied to the work and the preparation and the offseason. And offseason vanishing, right? And not doing anything from whatever, March to August. I think that will have an impact, and I don't think it's a matter of just waking up in August, having some interest from a team and saying, yeah, I'll go, and especially not two Augusts from now. Right. We'll, we'll find out. He, he could make that decision before two Augusts from now. We'll find out one way or another. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. But the moment has come. So Hembo's question, I will repeat it again for everybody listening. This is the trivia for Graziano. Which team has the best, thus the largest, and which team has the worst, thus the smallest, Cumulative scoring margin, point differential, in Super Bowl history. Now, I don't know the answers, so Hembo, you're just going to have to say yes or no when he gives you his answer. Okay. I think the, the highest scoring margin is the Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys. Is that correct? That is correct. Because they oh. won some blowouts. Yeah, The, the Cowboys and, and, are plus 89. That's big. That's interesting because they also lost yep. some Super Bowls. They lost, I'm, I'm thinking back, they lost by four to the Steelers twice. Mm-hmm. Right? They lost 21-17 and 35-31 to the Steelers. So that's a good job by you getting that right because I would have... I would have almost immediately discounted teams that lost Super Bowls. But they beat the living heck out of the Bills, right? And right. I think in, in the last Super Bowl, they won fairly easily against the Steelers, right, if I'm not mistaken? They're 5-3 and three all-time in the Super yeah, Bowl and so, still own the largest margin. Okay. So, yeah, so having so, lost so that, three of them. That's correct. And okay. how about the worst? I don't I, – I have to guess here. I'm, I'm just going to guess the Vikings because they're 0-4, and, 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 and that just makes sense to me, but I feel like it's not true. That is incorrect. Greedy. Ooh. You have a guess. Well, you just made me think of Buffalo. The Bills are also 0-4 yeah. and got blown out in those two games yeah. that you're talking about. Um, they actually got blown out in three of their four Super Bowls. So. One of them was close against the Giants, so I'll say Buffalo. You are both incorrect. Oh. Damn it. Oh. The, cor- is- the correct answer is the Denver Broncos. Well, I wow. thought about the Denver Broncos because they got smoked, right, by uh, 
by who? By a bunch the of Giants. Times. By San Francisco. San Francisco too. By the they lost yeah. fifty five to something. Fifty five to ten. But to the to the Forty ers they lost. They got killed by the Giants in that second half. Mm-hmm. They got killed by Washington. Washington the Doug right, Williams, Williams game. But I thought my thought but was they won two, the two Super they Bowls. Won, they won. They have offset it. They but, won three Super Bowls. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and they Manny still came back. Last. Oh, but they also got obliterated with Peyton against St. Louis against Seattle. Against Seattle. Seattle yeah. Uh, see, so I had forgotten about the Peyton iteration of the Broncos. All right, that is well Broncos for same reason that you would have thought the, the Cowboys three losses mm-hmm. took them out of it. I, the Broncos wins, I took them out of it for me. But that's a good one. All right, that is nice. I like it. Chalk that one up for Hembo. Graziano, thank you very much, yeah, as always, been. for sticking around. We always appreciate What's it's that? split, right? Like, I mean, I got half of it. Right? We don't yeah. split. I, I think it's a split. I, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to give him chalk credit it up for, for Hembo. Split. I mean, it's kind of, you know, half Greeny half. here reminding you to try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with Nationwide 5G on America's Best Networks. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable devices required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Tons to do. Joe Buck is coming up live. Marshall Falk as well. We have decency in sports or the lack thereof and steroids for everyone all on the way. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. And it is my pleasure to welcome back. It's been a long time since we have said hello to our friend Joe Buck, who is with us here on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Joe Buck. Good morning, Greeny. First of all, can I ask you this? Do you get uh, in a little bit of trouble if you send one of those bouquets to uh, your better half mm-hmm. on Valentine's Day since she knows you're at least <laughs> getting a price break if not getting the flowers for oh. free? <laughs> I'm getting the same deal that everybody else is. You know, it's not unlike the Patrick Price <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> like, I'm always oh, like, okay. if all I right. enter the code Greeny, I, it, it, it all works out just the same. Okay, well, well played. And uh, can I get that? Can you just tell me that number again offline? Just text it to me because Michelle's here and, and I'd like to make her Valentine's Day special. Uh, it's 1-800-Flowers.com, my friend, and you know how to play the game. We will come to you. We, we will talk about uh, who brings you to us today in just a moment. But, you know, of all the things I wanted to start with, we'll get into, um, you know, the game itself and some of the other stuff. I actually have a baseball question for you as well. But I, I believe the last time I sent you a note was I saw a story in which um, you said that as you were getting set to do the Super Bowl, you wrote yourself a little note on the top of your, you know, the, the chart where you have all the players' names and everything to remind yourself to have fun. 
And I think we live in a world now where, and this I think applies to all people, where, um, where, where there's so much pressure. We feel sometimes so much pressure to succeed in things. If you ever have a big opportunity, I mean, if you're a broadcaster and you're calling the Super Bowl, there is basically no bigger opportunity. And that sometimes we forget to say, wow, how unbelievably cool is this and get swept up in all of the pressure. And, and I, I was really moved by that. I remember sending you a note about it. I would, I'd love you to share that thought with the people listening, because I think it might be something that applies to almost everybody. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think it does. And uh, I'm glad you brought it up because it's this time of year that I think about that a lot. And, you know, this year it's Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth that are in the tumbler and, and they're going to be doing a game for a hundred million people. And, uh, you know, you're doing a game in, in front of social media. And I think, I think that's where it applies to just about anybody listening. I feel like the pressure that is applied from social media sometimes is just ridiculous. I think it gets overblown in our own minds when we're doing something, whether you're doing a Super Bowl or, you know, delivering a keynote address or, or you're, you know, standing up in front of a classroom of kindergartners, whatever it is, you put extra pressure on yourself and I, it's, it's self-defeating. And so that's why I wrote that note. I've done it every time I've done a Super Bowl. Uh, and I, it's a good reminder. My eyes catch it every once in a while uh, as I'm doing the game. And it reminds me of me sitting at my desk or wherever I was when I wrote that, when I wasn't all freaked out and I wasn't all stressed out. So, um, yeah, it's a real thing. And, and I think this job, you know, my boss, Eric Shanks at Fox, before my last Super Bowl, said, I want to talk to you for a minute. And it was kind of kind of weird for him to to reach out in that way. He said, meet me. We were in Miami. Meet me in the hotel bar uh, during the middle of the day. And we were the only two in there. And he said, you know, I know it, doing these games comes with a lot of stress. But you need to remind yourself to have fun. And I, I would just cool it on talking about how stressful it is when you do all these interviews. It should be fun, too. And it was a great reminder because – it's a it's an opportunity that that you can't take for granted and it's something that you should try to have fun with instead of just letting the pressure overwhelm you so you know al's al's dealing with that this year i'll deal with it next year and uh you know there, there's a select group of people that know what that pressure is like and uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to be a part of it now, that's the point is that there's not a single person in our industry listening who wouldn't trade places with you in the blink of an eye to have that opportunity and so I, I just thought that was interesting joe buck is here on behalf of stat hero the next generation of fantasy sport platform and we'll talk about what that is and what it means in a moment Let, let's go through uh, what we should expect <clears throat> pardon me this weekend you had the nfc championship game so you've got these rams and we have talked a lot on, on my TV show this week about the way this team was put together, sort of almost a dream team-esque kind of concept, the kind of thing that has been very successful in basketball and traditionally not been successful in football. Is it your opinion that this will become a sort of a blueprint, that this will become the way that football teams are built on into the future where they try to assemble a bunch of big stars, put them together, and see if they can win? I mean, I, I guess so, but you're also – really doing this at the risk of a thinner roster as you go forward. I mean, you know, first round, second round, third round draft picks now are just a memory for that organization. And, and they're pretty upfront with, with what they think about the value of a first round pick and as opposed to a Jalen Ramsey or uh, you know, in the case of a second and a third Vaughn Miller. So I, 
I, this is the way they want to do it. I, you have to be able to manage the cap really well. Kevin Demoff and uh, Les Snead are very good at doing that, obviously. But at some point, you know, it, it also applies to teams that draft horribly. And, and as you go forward, you start paying the price for bad draft after bad draft after bad draft because it, it just kills the depth and the quality on the roster as you go forward. Um, They've drafted really well in the second, third, fourth rounds, and so they haven't really felt that. But I think it's do it at your own risk because uh, that depth is something with a salary cap that you need uh, on your roster. And and the teams that don't draft well, not only do they miss on that first-round quarterback or that first-round receiver or offensive tackle, but the teams that can't draft, they, they have no depth on their roster. And I think that's really where it rears its ugly head. Joe Buck is with us here again on behalf of Stat Hero, the next generation of fantasy sport platform. Obviously, the, the most high-profile move of those they made was going out and getting the quarterback in Stafford, who's waited his entire life for this opportunity. And, you know, actually, it just occurs to me, he sort of applies to the conversation we just had, which is, you know, in, in the conversations you had with him, um, and you did at least one of his playoff games. And doing this from memory, yeah, you had you had just the NFC Championship. Like, yeah, did just you, the one. Did you get a sense of how much he's able to enjoy this ride relative to all of the pressure that's on? People will continuously say he's the player with the most pressure on him to justify that move, etc. Did you get a sense from him of how he's handling that balance between celebrating what he's done here and all of the pressure that people are putting on him? Yeah, he told us a story when we talked to him leading into the championship game. Uh, he said, you know, the, that week he was driving to the facility with his wife and they were at a stoplight or wherever on their way. And they kind of looked at each other and Matthew said, you know, can you believe we're one win away from going to the Super Bowl? And it, it just kind of hit him because I, I think these guys just attack what's in front of them. And I, I think they go week by week, and, and it's it's rare when you pull back and look at the big picture. But talking to Troy, you know, that's why he always loved playing in the championship game. You know, that that was the one that launched you into this two-week euphoria of getting ready for the biggest game on the planet. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's kind of where he is. I think he's in a position where uh, he, he is able to step back and enjoy it and take it all in. So I – he started a couple of games, big games. We had him week three against Tampa Bay. Uh, we had him in the game at Green Bay where he's been a little high, a little, he's been a little wound up. And then once he settles in, uh, he, he can get as hot as any quarterback that we've ever seen. I mean, he can go on a roll where he doesn't throw incompletion. So I, I think if he starts you know, relatively well, that, that's going to bode really well for them because at some point he's going to get extremely hot, and uh, that's when he starts picking teams apart with a guy like Cooper Cup and OBJ on the outside. Greeny and Joe Buck with you here for another moment. Uh, one more thing on the football, um, and, and that is the week before – you had the game at Lambeau Field, which was an absolute classic, obviously. And we all wonder if that will wind up having been Aaron Rodgers' last game as a Packer. And without asking you to betray anything that you are told in confidence, I would just ask if in the conversations you had with him or, and maybe had over the course of the season, if you have gotten any sense like of what your expectation is of what he's going to do next. Yeah, I mean, I could pass a lie detector test and, and tell you I have no idea because we, we didn't really go there yeah. um, with him. And 
I, it just seemed too, maybe it's just too obvious, but he's really open with us. He's really honest. I, I can tell you this. He, he loves playing for Matt LaFleur. That, that's legitimate. And I, to me, it all ties back into Devontae Adams. If Devontae Adams, they can figure out a way to bring Devontae Adams back. I think the odds are he comes back. I think a lot of that stuff with the front office has been mended. Um, as he looks around, I'm sure he looks at cautionary tales all around him. Of, the grass may not always be greener on the other side. And uh, he's got a pretty darn uh, green lawn as it is in Green Bay if Devontae Adams comes back. So I, I, I think that's the key piece. And, and if they don't have Devontae Adams, then what do they have? Two really good running backs a tight end and Tunyon that comes back that's that's a good player, and then got pieces on the outside but no real go-to guy. Uh, and, and I think that it's it's more the practical stuff than it is the my feelings were hurt stuff with him with the Green Bay Packers now. So that that's paramount to bringing him back. Yeah, he did say he didn't want to be part of a rebuild. One last thing um, before we get to your business here, and that is – uh, you're obviously, of course, also the voice of Major League Baseball on Fox. Uh, this is a, a rough little moment here. What is your expectation? Like, when when do you think baseball fans should be expecting to see some resolution to this and the guys back out on the field? Man, I, it just feels like they're so far apart right now, and and there are non-starter issues that are that are being kicked around, like you know when arbitration kicks in and trying to make younger players more money earlier, and they're trying to take care of the young guys and the owners don't want any part of that and we're still post pandemic or even currently in pandemic and I think owners are scared that fans aren't going to flock back the way they did but I think the overall picture is both players and owners have to realize that they're testing everybody's patience and and you know the the games uh you know the, the games I think need a lot of tweaking during the innings to uh, to ratchet up the action, and that's something I think both sides recognize. I know the the ownership side recognizes that, and and so you can't have this just drag on where everybody just kind of gives up. And and so, what's the timetable? I have no idea, but I would be stunned if if they're not at least back in spring training at some point in March. And, and playing at, at some point in April. I, maybe I'll eat those words someday, but I think both sides realize uh, how imperative it is to get on the field and get on the field in a relatively short order. And we hope that you are right. All right, Joe is with us today on behalf of Stat Hero, which is the next generation of fantasy sport platform during uh, the playoffs, during the conference championship game. Joe went up against actor Oliver Hudson in a fantasy pick'em contest, and the loser has to pay five thousand dollars to the winner's charity. Tell us about the program with Stat Hero Joe. Well, I mean, Oliver is not just some little actor boy that uh, that <laughs> that I went up against randomly. He and I have a podcast together called mm-hmm. Daddy Issues. Uh, he's got plenty of daddy and family issues. He's Kate Hudson's brother and Goldie Hawn's son, and had uh, a dad kind of leave the family when he was under 10 years old. So it, it's it's a pretty deep but really fun podcast. My daddy issues are all from good stuff with my dad mm-hmm. uh, and, and what I took from him. So we did a little bet through Stat Hero, which I really love, uh, daily fantasy. It's not just NFL, but it's MLB when that gets going and golf and basketball and whatever. And uh, I, I went up against him and I beat him. And we, I, we, we did it for charity. Five grand uh, my way for St. Louis Children's Hospital. If I won, which I did, 
in the uh, champ game round. And now it's uh, there's a beat Joe Buck out there, mm-hmm. which is kind of what Red Sox fans say uh, in another vein when I'm doing the Red Sox-Yankees during the postseason. But I'll leave that for another another day. And uh, I, I picked my team six players, Burrow Cup, OBJ, P. Ryan, Akers, and McPherson. And you get three-to-one payout if you beat my lineup for this upcoming Super Bowl. Oh, I like it. All right. Well, maybe we'll go head to head right there. Uh, Joe, this is a pleasure. I need to let you go. Thanks a million for this. It's, it's nice to catch up. I hope that everybody is well. And we'll talk to you again soon. Enjoy the game this weekend. All right, buddy. Text me sometime. I want to catch up. All right. I, I, I absolutely will. Thank you very much. That's Joe Buck again from Fox Sports. And, you know, um, you know, obviously the football and the baseball and all the rest of that. Uh, catch up on a few things here. Greeny letting you know the job search can be a long, frustrating journey. That's why ZipRecruiter's AI does so much of the work for you. They send you jobs you can apply to with one click, and they pitch your profile to employers. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. I, I wanted to start with that, uh, that, that thought there, Hembo, because I think it is important, and it's something I've given a lot of thought to. You know, when I don't think this is specific to people who work in a public job. But when you do something as public as what I do, and even more so what he does, I mean, you know, broadcasting the Super Bowl and the World Series is obviously working to a much bigger audience than I generally do. But, you know, I've had a lot of moments like that in my career. I have had a tendency sometimes to, and you know me well, to worry more than I enjoy it. And I've, I've tried really hard in recent years to do less of that. Like, like the, the example I'll give you, um, and Stacy will remember this verbatim, is the first time that Mike and I went on the David Letterman show, I was so nervous that it wouldn't go well that I didn't enjoy it for a second. I would describe that as having been a day I did not enjoy until, it w- until we did it and it went well. And then I felt great. But like David Letterman was someone I idolized, admired, as almost everyone of my generation did at that time. And, you know, being on his show represented something enormous for us. And Mike, as I recall, was, like, excited. He was a little nervous, but he was like, how cool is this that we're here? And I was, like, pacing and and unable to, basically almost non-functional. And I can't imagine how I would feel if I was broadcasting a Super Bowl. But I think that's an important message for people. It's one I try and share with my kids is, like, when you're doing something that, that might cause you some anxiety... One of the good things to remember is that the reason you feel anxious is because it's so special what you're getting the opportunity to do. And, you know, I, I just was I was moved when I saw him make those comments. This is years ago now. Um, and so I just thought I would start with that. I, I sort of liked it. No, for sure. And how much do you think that social media exacerbates that for people, especially young people? Do you think that's a yes. considerable piece of this? Enormously, because young people live inside their phone. Young people, a lot of young people, live as though the world is taking place inside their phone. Mm. It's taking place inside their pocket. Whereas the overwhelming majority of the time, if you just put your phone away and pay no attention to it, to whatever it is that's being said, it will make no difference. Like, there will be no substantive difference Mm. in your life at all. But I I understand that it's hard to do. There are some times when you need to know, but, but, but by and large... Like, if Joe Buck is getting criticized on Twitter, I know that that happens. Joe Buck is an excellent announcer. I mean, it's ridiculous that people, I think, it's just become almost like a joke, I think, to make fun of him on Twitter when he's doing games. He's obviously an excellent announcer. Um, and But if he, if he reads it or doesn't read it, and I don't know if he, what, which he chooses, 
But if he reads it or doesn't read it, the, the, the outcome will be exactly the same either way. There will be no perceptible difference in his life, whether he does or he doesn't, except he'll probably be made unhappy by reading it. Mm. And that's the point that I'm trying to make. I'm going to save uh, the flowers, uh, Bubba, as I'm getting a little late here. I will mention that Greenie is presented by Progressive Insurance. You could save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. We're jam-packed on this Tuesday. Stick around. ESPN Radio. Greenie, the podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And we were just talking about the importance in some people's view of social media, social media criticism. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I said this at... um, I mean, I say this when I speak at graduations and whatever the case may be. My rule when it comes to that stuff is criticism is important, but make sure you understand whether the person offering it to you has your best interest at heart or not. And so the rule of thumb is never accept criticism or pay no attention to criticism that comes from someone from whom you would not, from whom praise would not matter. Like if praise from you would not mean anything to me one way or the other, then your criticism doesn't mean anything either. Mm. Ignoring all criticism is a terrible way to go about life. Now, I'm a big fan of Twitter, and I've had this argument a million times with a lot of older people in sports. Tom Izzo, for example, never stops railing against Twitter. And I always say to him, because you're using it wrong and your players are using it wrong. They're paying attention to every word that is said about them. That is just begging for trouble. Twitter used as, a, as the valuable tool it can be is a great thing in life. And Hembo, you found something that I thought was really interesting that suggests that Joe Burrow might be doing the impossible. He might actually be doing something even more remarkable than leading the Bengals to the two-year turnaround they have had, and it comes from Twitter. It does. Someone from Twitter Sports reached out to, uh, reached out to us and sent us a list of the most tweeted about NFL teams during the season, the season in its entirety. And the, the list is comprised of teams that mostly you would expect. Number five is the Raiders. Number four is the Cowboys. Then the Steelers and then the Packers. But the most tweeted about NFL team this season, Greeny, is the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals, who, according to our metrics, rank 30th in team popularity. As, you know, when you, when you survey fan, uh, fans across the country, are the most tweeted about NFL team. And for my money, that is the Joe Burrow effect. That, that, that's what I was going to ask you is, what does that tell us? If more people are engaging, talking about the Bengals than any other team on social media, and they have fewer fans mm. 
And again, I posted that wonderful video that the Cincinnati Inquirer did. I mean, I love the fans. That 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 video actually made me tear up watching that celebration. And by the way, I, I texted it to Stevie and my son, Stephen, who, who shares my uh, tragic uh, affinity for the New York Jets. And he just wrote back to me one word, someday. I mean, that'll be us someday. But anyway, the point is, the Bengals, while they have unbelievably passionate fans, who day, who day, I'm with you. You don't have that many of them. Mm-mm. It's just not that big a city, and they just don't have that many, that much tradition. The Packers, the Cowboys, the Steelers, they've got the fans. So is it just about Burrow? Has he made that a sexy team basically all by himself? I think so. Joe Burrow is a megastar. He made himself famous in 2019 with LSU. like We all saw those, uh, those games, and we all marveled at what he did there. That's not so long ago, and if he can find a way to cap this off, it's not a stretch to say that it's probably the greatest three-year stretch of its kind in football history, to be frank, when you consider what he did in college and in the NFL. I was watching the AFC Championship game with my wife and one of her friends, uh, you know, a 28-year-old girl or you know, uh, something like that. They're obsessed with Joe Burrow. Like, they, he is the only person on the field that they cared about at all. They know him from watching those games years ago, and he is a huge draw, at least in my sort of anecdotal experience, and the numbers back that up. It's really interesting, and in that way... I keep saying he's Broadway Joe. That's mm. my name for him. He's Namath. But in that way, he is like Brady. Because the truth is, the Patriots were not the Patriots before Brady. I mean, I'm old enough to tell you, the New England Patriots are not a heritage franchise. They're an old AFL team that had had comparatively very little success in their history. They appeared in two Super Bowls before Brady and Belichick got there. They got obliterated by the Bears uh, in Super Bowl Twenty, a game they would have been infinitely better off not making it to. <laughs> um, and then they got beat, uh, the Parcells uh, team got beat by Green Bay and Favre in the Super Bowl. And they, they, anyone who knows the Boston sports market knows the Patriots weren't the team there. The, the Red Sox have always been the team there. And I think to some degree, the Celtics, if only based on their history, and even the Bruins were as at least as much a part of the fan interest Tom Brady made the Patriots the Patriots because mm. he, be, I mean, Herman called him Captain America and never, for all the reasons that you know, because he was great and he was very appealing and good looking and all the stuff that Tom Brady is. Burrow is kind of all that. So maybe Burrow is the next Brady in that regard. You know what? Namath did that too. Namath did it for an entire league. Namath did that for the American Football League. He might have been the reason they merged. So... That, that actually does hold water. He's Broadway Joe. Back in a flash, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.